This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Well, hello, let's try for three today. On Tuesday, the 30th day of May, 2023, this is the third edition of the Truth Hurts Program, and I am your host, Steve Z. I just read something quite disturbing. Chick-fil-A has gone woke, according to Ken Meyer in Mediaite. Right-wingers vent on Twitter after the fast food chain salutes diversity and inclusion. Now, let me stop for just a moment before everybody goes completely batshit crazy. There's nothing wrong with diversity as long as it's not forced. If a group of people are walking down the street and they all have the same interest in, let's say, a bald eagle in a nest, there's nothing wrong with that group of people being comprised of blacks and whites and Asians and Hispanics, men and women, old people, young people, children. There's nothing wrong with that diversity. They can be black or white, they can be gay or straight, it's irrelevant. The problem with the diversity, equity, and inclusiveness programs being pushed by the progressive liberal woke in our nation is that it's being rammed down our throats, literally. So let me get into this article. I haven't even read it yet. The article begins, numerous right-wing political observers went after Chick-fil-A after the sandwich chain announced its renewed commitment to publicly embracing diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace. Well. I've seen black people, white people, Hispanic people, and Asian people working at Chick-fil-A. I've seen my share of what I have described as queer, gay, lesbian, whatever. It's not a problem. If they want to work there, that's fine. As long as they're not pushing their leftist agenda onto co-workers, management, or customers. Chick-fil-A put out a statement today to speak about its company mission to care for their customers and employees alike. The purpose they summarize as better at together. The statement says, quote, We understand that the path towards better together looks different for every business. At Chick-fil-A Inc., our commitment is to approach this work with intention and humility, always believing the best in one another and striving for common ground. We are early in our journey, but we're honored by the opportunity to steward our organization's greatest asset, our people and are energized by the road ahead. A very nice generic statement, which was accompanied, by the way, by another set of remarks from Eric McReynolds, the Vice President and Executive Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Now, this person is a Vice President of a major company, which means he probably commands a pretty big salary and a nice benefits package for a position that's made up in order to pander to a group of minorities just so that the company doesn't get boycotted. Might end up being boycotted because of it. The statement of Eric McReynolds was, Chick-fil-A restaurants have long been recognized as a place where people know they will be treated well. Modeling care for others starts in the restaurant and we are committed to ensuring mutual respect, understanding and dignity everywhere we do business. These tenets are good business practice and crucial to fulfilling our corporate purpose. Now, while a company statement like this may not seem terribly out of the ordinary, it has picked up some attention from those on the right amidst the backlash against brands such as Lego, Target, Bud Light, and others attempting to market themselves as more inclusive. Of course, critics took to Twitter to voice their displeasure. Johnny Root writes, Chick-fil-A just hired a VP of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Is this just checking off a corporate box? Or do they believe in this Marxist nonsense? 
That's a good one. Disappointing, Jeff Clark writes. Et to Chick-fil-A. Everything good must come to an end here at Chick-fil-A is stating its commitment to systemic racism, sexism, and discrimination. I cannot support such a thing. Ooh, they're getting backlash on both sides. Somebody named Johnny Manarino writes, We have a problem. Chick-fil-A just hired a VP of diversity, equity, and inclusion. This is bad, very bad. I don't want to have to boycott. Are we going to have to boycott? It's only a matter of time until they start putting tranny semen in the frosted lemonade. Okay, that one's disgusting. Wade Miller writes, Everything good must come to an end here at Chick-fil-A stating its commitment to systemic racism, sexism, and discrimination. I cannot support such a thing. I think that's a repeat. Ian Miles Chung writes, Chick-fil-A has gone woke. Oops, just realized Chick-fil-A is overpriced fast food that's just okay. Chick-fil-A's commitment to being better at together means embedding diversity and equity and inclusion in everything we do. A copy of a tweet from Chick-fil-A. Lucas Miles writes a humorous piece. Let's be honest, though, he says. Chick-fil-A held out longer than most evangelical churches. <laughs> That's a good one. At Amuse on Twitter writes with a picture of the Dixie Chicks. Sadly, Chick-fil-A is embracing DEI and ESG after being co-opted by race and trans activists who have made it impossible for the organization to reflect the Christian values of its founder. Marxists won't allow belief in Jesus Christ. So much for God's chicken. Remember, God is frowning on the LGBTQ community. Clutch Points also touched on the Chick-fil-A sudden dedication to DEI, and it's drawing mixed reviews on Twitter. The statement is being bashed by several, but being somewhat cautiously admired by people in the LGBTQ community. The mixed reactions from Twitter come as conservatives announcing they'll boycott the business. However, the LGBT folks did it first, remember, because the company has been known to donate to so-called queer hate groups. One user said, quote, they're really going to go after Chick-fil-A because they support diversity. As someone who hasn't eaten there in years due to donating to anti-LGBT hate groups, this is going to be hilarious to watch. Many people are against this new dedication because it is so-called woke. One person responded, I really need someone to explain to me what is so bad about DEI. Seriously, if you're against DEI, why? Are you going to boycott Chick-fil-A now? Once again, if a company wants to be diverse, that's their business, as long as they're not being forced, mandated, obligated to be diverse. I don't have a problem with them being inclusive, as long as they include everyone and they're not being forced to put people into a place just to check off a bunch of boxes. Equity? Equity does not mean equity in 2023 in the United States of America. Equity means take from the majority to give to the minority, no matter what minority that might be. Gays, blacks, handicapped folks, midgets. It's all in how you read and play the game. Speaking of the LGBTQIA plus two crowd, According to Gustav Kilander in The Independent, LGBTQ people are fleeing Florida in a mass migration with some fundraising through GoFundMe. Anti-LGBT plus laws that were put in place by the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, have triggered a mass migration out of the state, according to a pride organizer. This comes as several transgender people are reportedly taking to GoFundMe to beg for donations to help them move out of the state. Oh, my state could be so lucky to lose its LGBTQ crowd. 
and I must now say, <laughs> several pride groups in the Sunshine State have canceled their celebrations set to take place during the month of June on the news that has left the community now worried about possible blowback. The pride celebrations are being canceled. The president and CEO of the Lake County Pride, Danielle Olivani, said their events will be going on anyway. I'm telling you, my friends, if you don't want to be in Florida, don't be in Florida. Don't blame it on Mr. DeSantis. If the NAACP says it ain't cool or it ain't safe for blacks to be in Florida, leave. Don't go to Florida. Move away. Make Floridians happy. If you don't want to be gay in Florida, leave. Move out of Florida. Don't go there. Make Floridians happy. The number of trans people asking for donations on GoFundMe to leave Florida could be anywhere between the dozens or hundreds, according to The Advocate. Olivani said the legislation signed by DeSantis has led to a mass migration. It's just too much. GoFundMe spokesperson Brian Hill said in a statement, in the wake of more than 500 anti-LGBTQ bills being introduced in state legislatures across the U.S. in 2023, families and trans individuals looking to leave their respective state as they think they will face more obstacles when it comes to accessing services related to health care as well as education forcing the issue. One mentally ill freakazoid named Sage Chelf is trying to finance his, her, its move to Illinois on the GoFundMe platform. Supposedly, Chelf is a trans woman living in Orlando. Now, does that mean it's a dude pretending to be a woman? Yeah, not a woman pretending to be a dude, right? We'll get that right one of these years. Trelf, Chelf, rather, is a trans woman living in Orlando and wrote on its fundraising page, quote, Due to the new bill DeSantis signed into law, SB 254, I can no longer be provided medication from my doctor to continue my transition. At this point, I only have a week's worth left of my medication. On top of that, the new bathroom ban bill, HB 1521, could get me arrested for using the public restroom of the gender I identify with. Well, don't show your penis in the girls' room, and you shouldn't have a problem. Don't show your vag in the boys' room, and you shouldn't have a problem. It continued, Due to fear for my own safety and human rights, I have decided to try and escape Florida as soon as I possibly can. I'm trying to move to Illinois to be with the love of my life and also to settle down in a state I consider to be an LGBTQ safe haven. I just want to live in a place where I don't live in fear. Thank you all so much and any help is highly appreciated. I've never done this before so I figured I'd set the goal at like, I don't know, 2500 yeah, send $2,500 to get a transgender freak mental patient out of the state. I have some advice for those of you trying to leave Florida. Get in a little rowboat, go across the Gulf of Mexico, land in Mexico, claim that your name is Juan Gonzalez Miguel, and then walk through Mexico to the southern border where Joe Biden, Alejandro Mayorkas, and the Border Patrol will welcome you with open arms give you a free cell phone, some new clothing, a health care checkup, and then bus you to Illinois, free of charge, of course, just not to the city of Chicago, you know, the sanctuary city, where supposedly all are welcome. This is what is happening in America. You guys think I'm joking. 
I want to briefly touch on the transgender Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light controversy. The Daily Mail writes, Shoppers share videos of unwanted cases of Bud Light sitting untouched on grocery store aisles. Bud Light beer is experiencing a significant decline in sales across the nation as supermarket shelves remain fully stocked throughout Memorial Day weekend and there hasn't been a delivery in six weeks. The drop in sales as much as 29.5% this last week alone going into the beer drinking beginning of summer. The Memorial Day weekend is a result of the backlash faced by Bud Light over their use of that little boy pretending to be a little girl. Social media users are sharing images of shelves packed full of Bud Light in supermarkets, highlighting the negative impact on sales. Oh my goodness. Go woke, go broke. There's actually a photograph here of cases of Bud Light with normal price $18.99 with a $15 rebate. Newsweek writes, Bud Light sales dropped 29.5% in the latest week since the boycotts began. Bump Wilson and Nielsen provided to Newsweek similar declines of 29.5% this week, 25.7% last week as compared to the year before. They just don't understand it. They won't apologize. Bud Light will not apologize because they are so afraid that if they do, that people are going to go, uh-huh, you finally admitted you were wrong. And then the queers will go nuts and the queers will boycott. Newsflash, the queers don't drink that much beer. Newsweek's Anna Skinner writes, Liz Cheney was booed at the commencement speech she gave at her own alma mater. Disgraced former Representative Liz Cheney didn't have the warmest welcome when she traveled to Colorado College to give a commencement address to her alma mater on Sunday. She was ousted from her Wyoming seat in August after a tumultuous few years in Congress where she lost support and respect from her own Republican Party. Why? She dared to openly criticize former President Trump after that little disagreement at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. She was removed from her position as the third-ranking Republican within the House of Representatives because she was an idiot and voted to impeach Trump on phony charges. Not once, but twice. She was one of only two Republicans on the House Select Committee that investigated the so-called riot, and she's gone now. But on Sunday, students at that private liberal arts college seemed eager to express their distaste by booing her. Some actually turned their chairs away so that their backs were facing her as she delivered the commencement address. She received negative response overwhelmingly, but a few students and parents did applaud throughout her remarks. She is a joke, and she got what she deserved. A transgender female won the California Nevada High School Girls Skiing Championships in March, and the father of one of the real female competitors is now speaking out. Someone identifying as June Watterson, a sophomore, won the girls' state title on March 6th, winning by 17 full seconds while competing against real girls in skiing. She remains, however, in the boys' category for swimming, just transing and transing back at his, her, its own will. A competitor's father, who remains anonymous for fear of having his house torched, says the skiing competition is unfair with Mr. June Watterson competing. The father said, hormones and drugs are simply introducing drugs into sport. It's not fair on the girls. 
I'm all about being inclusive and accepting people. But when they have men racing in women's sports, it's pretty clear to me or anyone with a brain, if you're going to go through or have gone through male puberty, then you should only race against people who have gone through or are going through male puberty. This parent said the team was forced to come to terms with the situation and place the blame on the organizers of the competition. He said, these kids, they're kids, and they live in the world that adults have created. I don't blame the winning athlete. This is a failure at the administration level and higher. I'll point out the obvious. You ruin women's sports by allowing males to compete in women's sports. To date, 21 states have banned transgender students from participating in sports consistent with their gender identity in all levels of education. This little girl, the father's little girl, the real female, will likely miss out on scholarships and other benefits of being an actual girl athlete. But the left, they don't care about that. Welcome to Joe Biden's America. The question of the day is, do you think it is appropriate for people to openly engage in, say, sexual intercourse out in the public park in broad daylight in view of small children? Now listen, my friends, if you say yes, you need some serious mental health treatment, period. So what about topless dancers, pole dancing, partly nude in public? That would be a no, right? Tennessee Governor Bill Lee agrees that such profanity is not suitable for public viewing. That's why you can't let children in the strip clubs, topless bars, go-go dancer shows, and R and X-rated movies. Those types of behaviors are best kept behind closed doors. Finally, there's a governor out there with some intestinal fortitude. Bill Lee of Tennessee says that drag performers in Tennessee are unacceptable out in the open and a new law prohibits them from being seen anywhere in public. This is due to legislation banning, quote, adult cabaret entertainment on public property or in locations where it can be viewed by minors. The measure covers topless dancers, go-go dancers, erotic dancers, strippers, male impersonators, female impersonators, or similar entertainers. The clause, according to spokesperson for Governor Bill Lee, is intended to protect children from obscene, sexualized entertainment. Bravo to you, Governor Bill Lee. But of course, the American Civil Liberties Union has announced a challenge to the law because they're twisted, sick, perverted people who support every facet of the alphabet sickness now running rampant throughout our nation. Apart from the serious possibility of criminal prosecution, drag queen performers worry that such legislation will harm LGBTQ youngsters across the state. The young people might be denied the opportunity to see representations in their community and of their community. Well, that's a good thing. Adult themes, sexual innuendos, and even explicit language are common in drag shows. In some states, this is the tipping point for drag performers. Public is not the place for such sickness. Children should be protected from seeing these disgusting displays of degenerate debauchery in public. Thank you again, Governor Bill Lee. We are just a couple of days away from the month of June, and aside from it being Pride Month for the mentally ill alphabet and gay crowd, it is also a month that features a brand new 13% hyphenated American minority pandering federal holiday, ignorantly referred to by the made-up, non-proper English phrase known as Juneteenth. Juneteenthuses. Companies, governmental agencies, blacktivists, and others are gearing up for a celebration that actually honors ignorance and stupidity in the black community. 
I don't like jumping the gun, and I usually reserve my commentary on the so-called Juneteenth joke holiday for the 19th day of June, on which it is celebrated. But it's already appearing in so many news feeds. Here at the end of May, I figured I'd give you a preview. Juneteenth is a celebration of ignorance and stupidity. Because slavery officially ended in 1863, but the fine folks in Texas forgot to tell the slaves that they had been actually freed and made the slaves continue to work for two additional years. That's right, the state of Texas forgot to tell the slaves that they were freed by the Republican president, Abraham Lincoln, until two years after he freed them. In 1865, as the story goes, the slaves were finally informed that they had been freed two years before, and so to celebrate their ignorance, and that is the appropriate non-racist term, ignorance, because they were ignorant of the fact that they remained slaves for two years after slavery was abolished by the Republicans. So let me go back. So in celebration of this ignorance, we now have a Joe Biden proclaimed holiday every year on June 19th. And the 13% hyphenated minority mispronounces this. Instead of saying June 19th, they call it Juneteenth. It's either more ignorance, a lack of phonetic pronunciation classes in the free public school system, or just plain old lazy speech. But any way you look at it, it is widely known as a Blafrican American holiday. But the good news is, I and you and all white people also get to celebrate with a paid day off as a federal holiday. Now that I've told the truth about Juneteenth, and before the hate mail starts coming in, let me point out another irony surrounding this year's Juneteenth celebration. Over in South Carolina, locals and activists were appalled at the image of a smiling white couple on a banner promoting an upcoming Juneteenth event. Let me repeat that because it's so ironic and funny. In South Carolina, locals and activists were appalled at the image of a smiling white couple on the banner promoting upcoming Juneteenth events. Greenville, South Carolina citizens noticed last week that new banners were being hung across Main Street in honor of a three-day event celebration hosted by the nonprofit organization Juneteenth GVL Inc. The banners were quickly spread across social media after people noticed that the one banner featured only a white couple and no black people on the banner whatsoever. Greenville's Fighting Injustice Together activist Bruce Wilson publicly declared his disappointment with the banner to the local news, calling it a misrepresentation of the holiday. Wilson said, quote, I was appalled, I was saddened, I was angry. I think it's funny as hell. And besides, aren't we supposed to be inclusive these days in the US? You know, inclusive of white folks? All are welcome? Diversity? I think it's funny as hell. Mr. Wilson staged events for the Juneteenth in Greenville since 2020. He stated that he was informed one month prior that his organization would not be able to use the Peace Center to plan this year's event because another group had already scheduled that facility. Of course, he had no choice but to call it racist. He remarked that white America can celebrate Juneteenth, so he called on Greenville locals to boycott the event. This is what this clown actually said. I'm the first to see that white America can celebrate Juneteenth. I just don't think white America should be the face of Juneteenth. And I think that's where the disconnect is. One, I'm asking that this event be boycotted if they do not feel the need to remove this banner. Secondly, 
I'm asking everyone to call the city manager and voice your concern about this particular banner. Reuben Hayes is the CEO of Juneteenth GVL Inc. and remarked that the intention of the banner was to promote unity for the event and that there were nine other designs which did include blacks, Asians, and Hispanics. The idea, he also said, came from his all-black board with no pressure from the city to diversify the promotion. After the backlash, however, the Juneteenth GVL later wrote an apology with plans to remove the all-white couple flag. So they'll leave the black, they'll leave the Asian, they'll leave the Hispanic, but they're deliberately segregating out the whites? Way to be inclusive. Way to be diverse, Juneteenth GVL, Inc. And then the crawfishing and the backpedaling began. A message was posted that said, we would like to offer an apology to the community for the presence of non-black faces being represented on flags representing Juneteenth. We acknowledge this mistake having been made and will correct the error quickly. This error was an attempt at uniting all of Greenville and thereby a slight oversight on one individual's part that prevented us from fully embracing the rich potential and celebrating the depth of black culture through the message and meaning of Juneteenth. And for that, we apologize to you and the entire community. The flags in question will be removed as soon as possible. The damage is already done. If I were white in Greenville, South Carolina, I would certainly make a damned concerted effort to steer clear of all Juneteenth celebrations. Obviously, white people are not wanted there. To cover their asses in response to the backlash, city officials remarked that they do not approve of the designs of banners for private events like the Juneteenth celebration. Way to cover your ass, city government. Hey, how's that Joe Biden economy doing now that we're approaching the two and a half year mark? Consumer confidence fell again in May. That's five out of the last six months as Americans, particularly older ones, rightfully become much more pessimistic about the labor market, market conditions, as well as anxiety being elevated over Joe Biden's inflation. The conference board reported Tuesday that consumer confidence index fell to 102.3 in May, down from 103.7 in April, and it is the fourth time in five months that overall U.S. consumer confidence has declined. Business Research Group Present Situation Index, which measures consumer assessment of current business and labor market conditions, fell more than three points from the previous month. The board's expectation index is a measure of consumers' six-month outlook for income, business, and labor conditions jumped downward as well. The number for the expectation index was 71.5 in the month of May this year. A reading under 80 signals a recession in the coming year. The conference board noted the reading has come in below 80 every month except for one since February of 2022. Ateman Ozildirim is the Senior Director of Economics at the Conference Board, and he said, While consumer confidence has fallen across all age and income categories over the past three months, May's decline reflects a particularly notable worsening in the outlook among consumers over 55 years of age. Consumer spending, which makes up 70% of the U.S. economic activity, is declining. Interest rates have risen 10 straight times since March of last year in an attempt to cool the economy and cool off Joe Biden's 40-year high inflation. And it's not 
working. But Joe Biden and his team will look right into the teleprompter and the camera and lie to you and tell you everything is hunky-dory. What a shame. What a joke of an administration. Finally today, Google's Memorial Day tribute sparks much anger comparison to Pride Month, according to Newsweek. For Memorial Day, Google's homepage featured the company's logo in a gray font with a simple American flag emblem below the search box. The search engine's quiet celebration of the holiday angered many Americans on social media. You see, Google often celebrates holidays and other important dates by amending its logo on the homepage for that specific day. When a user clicked the gray emblem displayed on Monday, the search engine directed users to search for Memorial Day with red poppies, a symbol used for the holiday, adorning the bottom of the page. Social media users were infuriated by the Google Doodle, saying it was not respecting the day that honors the ultimate sacrifice that military men and women have made nearly as much as they celebrate Pride Month. Some Americans are boycotting companies, and it looks like people will start boycotting Google as well. Go woke, go broke. It's a message that resounds throughout America. Looking at the clock, I see we have run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. The final one for today, May 30th, 2023. Go out there and make it a great one. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing because I speak the truth. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program is pre-recorded. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved.